Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty, Hawaii's favorite morning show. My name is Nate Thirsty, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Aloha. Hello, my friend. Yes. How's it going? Um, I thought you were going to do the intro, and then you... I think you were just trying to scare me out of doing it. Absolutely. I honestly don't think you ever had an intention of doing the intro. Never did. You just wanted to throw me yeah. off. So well, that's it's, nice. You know, it's your show, and I just feel <laughs> privileged to be here. How could you come and in so as how, a guest host and, and do the intro? Yeah, how would I ever know what it is? Plus, if you do the intro, how am I going to do the intro? Yeah, nothing wrong with silver. <laughs> so Nothing wrong with silver. We talk live liberty in the pursuit of meeting every single day of the week. Make sure you go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com and get signed up on there as a supporting Listener, you can follow us on Locals if you want to, but you'll just see us posting to all the people that are paying what time we're going to be going live every day, and it will be a super boring Locals channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you want to make sure you jump in for at least five bucks a month so you can hang out live with us and get into heated arguments with the two of us over over different topics, because that's just fun to do. And why don't you just do it right now? Go do it. I'll wait. Yeah. Go to actually, we don't have to pause because they can hit pause. You know. Oh, that's right. We can keep going. Um, hit, hit pause. It's a good bleep of the week, and uh, or white pill Wednesday. Good news only today, and there is a little bit of good news out there. If you are of the persuasion that thinks that the Republican Party is better than the Democratic Party, some people don't think that. Some people think that they're exactly the same evil. I do think that. They are the lesser of the two evils. And as libertarians, we are fighting very hard for the lesser of three evils. We got to take a break and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, something preventing you from achieving your goals? I've gone through this before. Charlie's gone through this before. He uses BetterHelp himself. I've gone and talked to counselors before. Sometimes maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. Maybe there's a different perspective that you need to look out for. Taking care of your mental health is something that is very important. And it's also very possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment. So much more convenient than fighting traffic, going into the office somewhere. You just get on the app and talk to someone. You can start talking to them in under 24 hours. This is not some self-help app. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to go to that freaking waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to giving you great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free 
to change counselors if you need to. If they match you up with someone and you don't like them, you can switch over to someone else. It's more affordable than actually going into the office because you're just doing it over an app. And this is available worldwide. You got expertise in so many different areas. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. This is very convenient. It's professional. It's affordable because you're doing it through an app instead of going into the office. You can go to the website and check out the testimonials. And by the way, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that because a lot of people are using this app to get help. If you want to start living a happier life today as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com GML. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. I will say there's some things that they are better on. I agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. Yeah. If you, if you had, if I had to pick between two people, I would probably more often than not err on the Republican side. That doesn't mean there aren't a massive amount of things I disagree with, you libertarians out there. Well, and you purists. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you're just a statist or anything like that, but I will throw out the analogy one more time. It's the, the best one I can come up with. We're on a sinking ship, okay? There's someone who is chopping holes in the bottom of the boat with an axe and there is someone who's just slowly poking little bitty finger size holes in the bottom of the boat too every once in a while well they right. they plug up a hole but for they every hole one. they plug they drill two yeah <laughs> so same same yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes they're but plugging at least holes, they're not taking they an them. axe to it yeah and there's <laughs> and there's someone playing a violin on the uh on the ship too so yeah. Probably the libertarian. Yes. Play the violin because they're not helping do anything. (laughs) Both of those are all the libertarians in the corner complaining about the people that are drilling holes or cutting holes in the bottom of the boat. That's right. Is is what they're doing. And so if we were going to fix things sometimes, which it's Wednesday. And the Good Morning Liberty live group are the ones, they're the ones trying to figure out, they're the engineers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. figuring out how to plug these holes properly. Are they in the... Are they in the very bottom shovel in the coal? Is yep. that what the live group is doing? Right now. This right, is, right now what they're doing. This is a li- coal-fired, coal-powered wooden boat <laughs> that we're talking about yeah. right now. No, right now I think the live group is finding the appropriate uh, materials mm-hmm. to devise the perfect mm-hmm. seal. Yeah, Because we tested FlexiSeal. That didn't work. It didn't work well. Yeah. Not as advertised. I don't give. I don't. I don't care what that guy says. So it didn't if, work. If you're going to fix things, which it's Wednesday, so we will fix things. Um, then I would like to buy as much time as possible. And the way that I see buying as much time as possible is by going with the person who's cutting less holes in the bottom of the boat, or at least cutting smaller holes. That's all I got. I'm not saying that they're plugging all of them or anything like that. Just buying a little more, a little bit more time before we sink all the way to the bottom, which we're not going to do because it's Wednesday where we only talk about good things and it's just positivity and unicorns the entire time. So we will talk a little bit about this. Reason had a good article about why Glenn Youngkin defeated Terry McAuliffe. And they're saying that it's because they betrayed parents. And I think that that's true. One thing I tweeted out this morning was that 
this is uh, this is interesting, but I really think that this election was turned by the Daily Wire and by not just Ben Shapiro, but everyone else who was at the Daily Wire, because they are the ones who broke the story about the Loudoun County Schools thing. They were the ones who did all the investigative journalism over there, and they broke the story and really got people really upset about that, and I think that that's why they ended up winning. So that is one of the major things that that happened. And hey, say what you will about the Daily Wire. This is not like an endorsement of them, but it is really important that people have a media presence so they can speak to some of the people in the base and we see that things can actually be organized in a way where maybe some change can happen or you can take some of the people out of power that are doing worse things than the other people that would possibly be in power and so not just this podcast but all the other podcasts out there and all the other media outlets just support them listen to them like them hit retweet on their stuff because it is important that we all grow and reach the widest audience as possible as we're seeing if if you can actually show people what's going on if you can reach a large enough audience then you can change some things at least at the local level which is arguably the most important level Mm -hmm. i don't know if you have this in there but did you see that uh, the Minnesota voted on their I Minneapolis did see that. voted on their resolution mm-hmm. to change the police department from the Minneapolis police department to the what was it? Uh, I don't remember what it was going to be. The Department of Public Justice or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Department of Public Safety, I think, is what yeah. it was going to be. But yeah, they, they voted no nah. on that. Not going to do nah. it. Not going to do it. And as we said earlier, I don't know if it was choppy, but the New Jersey race for governor is still close, which would be a pretty big deal if a Republican gets in in New Jersey, too. Hasn't happened since Chris Christie? Yeah. So not not like it's never <laughs> happened before, but they did have Chris Christie in there also. So And not like Chris Christie was a beaking. Was a beaking. A be- he was wasn't a, a beaking. Was I just a checked. beacon of shining liberty. No. Okay. No. Not like that was it. So. Um, so while former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe's lost to Republican challenger, Glenn Youngkin was cemented very late on election night in practice. In practice, the day that he forfeited the gubernatorial race was September 28th. That was when, during a debate with Youngkin, McAuliffe, a Democrat, made the statement that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That was his response to questions about school curriculum and the fury that had taken hold at many local school board meetings where I write irate parents assailed education leaders for allegedly supporting what has been termed critical race theory by right wing activists who oppose it. All right. So I really do think that this that education, that people wanting to have more of a say in what their kids were learning in school and what their local schools were doing uh, that that is what actually turned this election. And what I really hope is, what I what I hope more than anything, is that the Republicans there won't just decide to mess up this entire opportunity and not go towards more individual liberty for people. Because, listen, the, the Democrats are bought off by the teachers' unions. That's, I think, who a lot of this vote was against. But, of course, the Republicans got people in their pockets, too, or they're in the pockets of other people, too. So it's uh, they they can come in and mess this up, but we're hoping that they come in and relax some of the mandates, if they have any in Virginia. I don't know what they have uh, to allow people to have more control over their school boards, maybe to not make it to where you got to state your name and give out your information when you're at a school board meeting. I think we covered that on dumb leap of the week when you weren't here last week but that was up in up in minnesota so anyway I, overall i think that this is a i think it's a good thing even though we're libertarians 
I still think it's a good thing. Well, okay? also look at it from an election standpoint. Is this uh, everyone went to bed expecting a huge dump of Democrat votes and that didn't happen? <laughs> so I was wondering, does this restore a little bit of election integrity in the United States or the Democrats now saying that this election was stolen? I, Which way is this actually going to go? I did tweet earlier that if the Republicans are good at politics, if they want to play this properly... They will call for a full forensic audit of the election results in Virginia. That is what they should do. Even after a victory. Yeah, that is what they should do to show that they want to make sure that the elections are solid, that there was no funny business going on and and to I don't just kind of disprove the idea that, you know, when they lose, they're going to claim election fraud or whatever, just to show that what they care about are nice, fair and sound Democratic elections. All that. Now, what's interesting is in New Jersey, they were spread, I think, about 1,200 votes, but they're still waiting on like 700,000 mail-in ballots to be counted Mm. in New Jersey. So in heavily Democratic areas. So I don't know how that one's going to go. Well, Well, the reason why this is white pill, in my opinion, is because um, the education to begin with, because uh, I'm no fan of critical race theory and... And not because I don't think racism is important, but what the problem with critical race theory is that it obviously indoctrinates kids in a Marxist kind of way. And so the reason why we can consider this a win, even if you don't fully agree as a libertarian with Republicans, which I don't, by the way, but at least our kids have one less indoctrination theory that's being taught to them one less we have room for a different indoctrination now Mm. don't waste the time with that one so yeah we we, um i don't know when we talked about critical race theory i think i talked about it on friday but the idea the main idea that i don't like with that it's not that you shouldn't teach history it's not that people shouldn't learn about slavery and all that but you shouldn't look at kids that are in the classroom right now that are eight years old and tell them that they're somehow oppressing their fellow classmates right. because of the color of their skin or that they're somehow responsible for all of the right. terrible things that happened in history that's a really dumb idea and maybe it's not written down on paper as a specific curriculum that people are teaching but a lot of the teachers probably do teach that so why don't you run on to the next one republican winsome sears um i We've got some dumb bleeps associated with this, for sure, but those are for Friday. So mm-hmm. Right now, we'll look at the good thing, but you guys know what's being said about this person in the Twitter sphere, but I will put up a, a picture while Charlie is reading this little story right here. Actually, this I didn't is, put the picture in here. So. This is coming from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. Republican Winsome Sears, first black woman elected to Virginia statewide office. Uh, Virginia Lieutenant Governor-elect Winsome Sears, a Republican, praised the opportunities afforded to her by the U.S. when she came to the country at just six years old as an immigrant from Jamaica, saying she was living the American dream. Sears, a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps, won her election on Tuesday evening to become the first black woman elected to a statewide office in Virginia. Quote, I am at a loss for words for the first time in my life, Sears said. So I'm here because of you. I'm here because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the only reason I'm here. Thank you. I say to you, there are some who want to divide us and we must not let that happen. She said they would like us to believe we are back in 1963. When my father came, we can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. 
We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am, living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black, and I have been black all my life. (laughs) So, of course, this should be celebrated as someone who uh, did it fairly. Yeah, of of course, um, this is already being called the win for white supremacy, but uh, we'll talk about that on Friday. Yeah. We can't but talk about that now. I do like that story. I mean, the immigrant from Jamaica uh, making it up now, you know, she said the American dream, you know, I hope that not everyone's American dream is making it up to like executive office and politics, but for some people that, you know, I think that that's probably well, she's a necessary re- she's position. probably ready to make America great again, again, <laughs> again, 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 again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, speaking, <coughs> speaking of making America great again, 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 um, let me just play this clip real quick because I thought that this was hilarious from Ron DeSantis, who was going to be a formidable challenger to Donald Trump for the nomination because it you think is. He'll run against him? Yeah, yeah. And it is clear that Trump is running. He is. He's going to be on the ballot. His interview right. is so hilarious. <laughs> we were. Was that with Fox? Yeah. Man. A few days ago. It's. I love the automatic arrogance that comes from him at all times. It's 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 breathtaking, a breathtaking amount of arrogance that's happening all the time. So let's play what Ron DeSantis just had to say, because I thought it was hilarious on with with some of the big corporations with their woke agenda when you look at the Biden, the Brandon administration in terms of what they're doing. The brand administration. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so good. And he started the Let's Go Brandon chant. Oh, this has been one of my favorite protests or whatever it is. I don't know what you call it, but it's a it, it's really showing. I mean, they're you're really making a mockery of the administration. Oh, this video is coming up later. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It's just something something cool to play. But you're really making a mockery of the administration. He calls it the Brandon administration. It's so cool to see this happening. And it's like you can't... This is something that you can't like draw up and create this. It had to spawn naturally yeah. or it wouldn't have been cool. You know, that's what made it cool. And so this is something that you really can't recreate. You just hope that maybe some more things pop up like this. Of course, this is like hate speech and violence and whatever, you know, besmirching the crown and all of that. (laughs) Uh, But I just think it's really cool and it's hilarious to see uh, someone who is the governor of a state and is probably going to be running for president to call it the Brandon administration. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. I mean, it's it's um, I mean, I guess it means you know, F Joe Biden, but it's like, uh, have you guys seen his approval numbers lately? It's not good. It's not good. It's Mm -mm. not good at all. Um, Biden's approval numbers, I believe fell to 32% approval and now over 50% uh, disapprove. Mm -hmm. And so you have people that obviously don't participate uh, who are neutral, but, Mm -hmm. but it's far out. It's far worse than what Trump's ever was. If you even care about those polls anyway, but, um, but man, what's happening and the last year is not good, which is why we aren't talking about it today. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking. I'm talking about. about good things. Everything's which been I think good. It's hilarious when you 
call the Biden administration the Brandon administration. So this is one that's going to be, at first, it's going to be hard to see why this is a white pill uh, Wednesday thing right here. But I don't know if you guys saw the viral TikTok video. I don't exactly agree with everything the guy said, but um, I don't know if you heard about what happened with Zillow. Uh, but this this TikTok video was accusing Zillow of manipulating the housing market. And MarketWatch, uh, everyone put out stories about what is going on and what the TikTok video was saying. What the person in the video was essentially saying is that Zillow has this plan where they would go into a neighborhood, they would buy up 30 houses, and then on the 31st house, they would buy it at a higher price intentionally to raise the comp price for all the other houses essentially making their portfolio of the houses worth more immediately by doing that. And they were buying up thousands of homes. And so a lot of people have been coming in, complaining about this, talking about how it was market manipulation and everything. Of course, I was looking and Zillow and all the other companies that are doing what they're doing, they own less than 1% of the houses that are on the market. It's not really widespread market manipulation or anything, but you can certainly manipulate like the price of a neighborhood by doing that if you wanted mm-hmm. to so people have been upset about this we need regulations we got to stop this and so market watch says our companies like zillow manipulating home prices by purchasing properties across the country that's what one real estate agent claims in the video that went viral on the social media platform tiktok they've actually been crediting this person's tiktok for exposing what zillow was doing okay so they're using this thing uh, this program and what they're calling this iBuyers, and it's amazing what they're doing with the data and whether or not you agree with what they're doing. Data is so important. So they're they're using people's searches on Zillow and what they're looking at. And when they see one that's really popular, Zillow would come in and buy it because they knew that it was something that was really popular. And so they're using their data from their own app to come in and buy houses so they can sell them later. Is that a questionable practice? I mean, as long as it's being done freely, I guess, uh, then that's okay. We might not agree with it uh, on a stripped down moral basis of someone coming in and doing this. But people have been claiming that they were manipulating the market and that capitalism, obviously, was going to end up with just the big people owning everything. And we're going to have to have regulations come in. We shouldn't let corporations buy all these houses. I've seen a lot of people saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, it just so happens that Zillow lost their asses on this idea that uh, they went from Q3 last year being 40 billion positive to being uh, what was it this time uh, that they were negative but they like ended 589 million dollars they lost yeah they ended up going from 40 billion positive last time or 40 million positive probably last time to being like several hundred million negative in this quarter and now they're selling like all the houses. They're trying to sell 7,000 houses now. And not only that, but their stock price Ooh. completely dumped. Down uh, almost 40% in the last in two, two, or days. Th- two or three days now. And they came out saying that they were going to have to let go of about 25% of their staff. Yeah. Which sucks for those people losing jobs. That's not a white pill. I hate when people lose their jobs, although you're not entitled to one. Still hate when people lose their jobs. Um, but at the same time, what is why is this... Why is this white people or white <laughs> white people? Why is this a white pill? White people. I'm so tired. Yeah, Charlie is really tired. He he got like yeah. three hours of sleep last night. So uh, the reason that this is a white pill Wednesday is because capitalism and the market is actually solving this problem. 
Someone tried to come in and buy up all the houses or buy up all they could, potentially trying to manipulate the market and make some money off of it. And it was proven to them that that was a bad idea, that you can't come in and overpay for a bunch of assets so you can control the prices on them when people aren't just coming in to buy those assets from you at those prices. So without any kind of federal regulation, without any kind of law saying that they couldn't buy the houses, they tried this idea, they bought up thousands of houses, and the market said no. And maybe not the market specifically, they found out that they've got to get rid of these houses because they're losing a bunch of money on it. And they're selling them at a loss now. And now they're going to sell them at a loss. they got to dump this portfolio of 7,000 houses without the government having anything to do with it, without any kind of pressure from Congress or anything like that. Now, of course, the Fed manipulates the interest rates and all that kind of stuff, so it's not that they have nothing to do with it at all when it comes to the housing market. But I just like the fact that they tried it, this thing that everyone is scared of, and even Zillow, a massive company like this, couldn't hold on to the houses. They, they showed that when there isn't a market for then there isn't a market for them at those prices. They're going to lose. They're going to lose their butts on it and they're going to get rid of them. Yeah. And in a comment from the live group, Joe says private company can do what they like. So here we go again. <laughs> uh, White Pill Wednesday. It is White Pill Wednesday. But I'm, well, here's what I'm going to say. What they did is not technically wrong. <clears throat> But you can see how the market can correct itself when you see moral inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. That's why this is a white pill Wednesday. We didn't need a law saying corporations can't buy houses. We didn't need any regulation. We didn't need the SEC coming in saying, oh, look at these you know, houses. We can treat them like securities and regulate and you're doing all this. Pay us a giant fine. No, we needed some person who was knowledgeable about the situation make a TikTok video that went viral called Zillow out for what they were doing, and Zillow just lost their ass. A That's, lot. And the market did that much faster. We would still be in the first stages of developing a committee to form an investigation. <laughs> a committee of that committee, too, would yes. have to go over it. Yeah. yeah. That way we could investigate what's actually happening. No, we literally, in a matter of days, the market corrected itself, and Zillow um, is going to lose out on being the number one they were the number one um, app for people you know, buying and renting homes uh, so far on, on an app. Yeah. So now you're going to have other companies. I, he I heard Redfin was doing a similar thing, but yeah. I think they kind of skirted around it a little bit and they, they, they realized the ship was sinking well, a lot quicker than Zillow did. So I think they bailed out. But you have other ones like HomeSnap and those. Uh, those Open types. Door was in there doing Open that door. too. Yeah. So, so you have some other apps that can come in and take you know, Zillow share because a lot of people aren't going to trust Zillow anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you try to, uh, when you try to manipulate people, uh, you may be able to get away with it for a little bit. Um, but people are going to call out those moral problems and you're not going to be able to survive very long. Yeah. That's and not they even will punish you way more than any government ever can. It's not even, you know, called out based on the morality of it because corporations are told that what they're doing is immoral on a daily basis. So this just simply ended up not being sustainable. And they did, uh, David just said, and th this is true, that Zillow had an algorithm that was telling them what houses to buy, basically. And the algorithm, basically they had a computer model predicting what they'd be able to make off of all of it and was picking out the houses and everything. And it just ended up not being correct. And they couldn't sustain, they couldn't sustain all the houses. They're also flipping all of them. 
And so they've got to pay people to go in and do this and then put them back out on the market. And it's just not something that they could just not something that they could sustain. And that's, you know, it's not just about it being immoral or anything. I think that they should be able to do this if they want to. Obviously, it's a piece of property being purchased by someone else and that's okay. But it just turns out that them trying to gain some type of fictional monopoly on the market wasn't sustainable for them. They just couldn't do it. And so I think that that's great. I took it as a white pill thing that we can rely on the market to stop these kinds of things from happening. And we don't want to rely on the government to stop these kinds of things from happening. Do you want me to do the next one while you're battling on Discord? It's Wednesday, Charlie. You're not supposed to do this. I got it. Okay. I got it. Another right. good thing from the market. You know, we've talked about this idea a bunch, but we're seeing more players come in. This is And this is good. Yeah. This is great. Amazon. This is coming from CNBC. Amazon plans to launch its first internet satellites in late 2022. So this is this is good news. You guys know about Starlink with uh, SpaceX that it's already up and running. Considering Musk has tweeted from it, and uh, we have some, I have some friends now that have. Star, John uses it. Starlink. Says it's pretty good. And so now uh, we have Amazon Blue Origin really coming in. Well, Blue Origins, they're not using Blue Origin to do it. Oh, funny. really? Oh, no, they're using a different company. Okay, well, here we go. Because Blue Origin's not ready yet. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so Amazon aims to launch its first internet satellites in the fourth quarter of 2022. The company announced Monday the technology giant filed a request with the FCC to launch and operate its first two prototype satellites. Amazon said the satellites will launch with ABL Space on its RS-1 rocket, which I, is not Blue Origin. I love that to put something um, outside of... Our, outside of our entire world, you've got to ask the FCC for permission to do that. Sorry, White Pill Wednesday. Mm. I said I love. <laughs> yeah. I love that you have to do that. That's great. And who knew ABL Space existed? I had no idea what that is. Yeah, and they have an RS-1 rocket. But they're worth uh, like $2.4 billion now. Yeah. That's all. The project is Amazon's plan to build a network of 3,236 satellites in low Earth orbit to provide high-speed internet to anywhere in the world. The FCC last year authorized Amazon's system, which the company says it plans to invest more than $10 billion. Early service is set to begin once Amazon has 578 satellites in orbit. Amazon is poised to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with SpaceX Starlink network, which is the furthest along in the latest generation of broadband satellite systems. A variety of other networks are in various stages of development, including those of British-owned OneWeb, BlackRock-backed uh, Astronus, Astronus, satellite-to-smartphone specialist AST Space Mobile, Lockheed Martin's partnership with startup Omnispace, and Canadian satellite operator Telesat's Lightspeed. So this is really cool. We may be able to, to get unbelievably high-speed internet with no more wires, by the yeah. way. Uh, for who knows, $10 a month with all these companies competing with each other. That's going to be the cool thing. Cause right now SpaceX is kind of pricey. Uh, you know, it's not that bad for being able to get internet in a place where you couldn't get internet before. Trust me, those do exist. My, uh, brother is in the group right now. He'll vouch for that as soon as, uh, Starlink actually sends his stuff in the mail, just still waiting on, but this is really cool. And then we're talking about actually providing internet in places that really don't have it around the world which is really going to help a lot of people it can help with education it can help with business opportunities productive opportunities for people that just simply don't have those opportunities right now and so this is a really cool 
uh, I don't say turning point, but this is a difference maker in the future right here when we can just all of a sudden provide internet when it was too difficult to do it by land uh, around all of these different countries in the world to just do it through space. And we're able to do this because all of these companies are making these investments. Of course, they can make a lot of money off of it, but this is going to help them and it's going to help a lot of people. So I do think that this is really cool. It's going to open up a lot of opportunities. We'll be able to find some more uh, life-changing discoveries, uh, maybe some new doctors that are going to cure cancer, that, uh, that live in a place where they, maybe they wouldn't otherwise get any internet, uh, they wouldn't get any education, or maybe uh, some people that are going to, I don't know, invent the next big thing, because uh, I'm ready for a new invention. Maybe there's more Elon Musks out there that aren't going to get any kind of access to any education whatsoever that maybe they would be able to now. And so when you open up, open up those opportunities to more and more people, it's going to help everyone, including us. All right, so I do think that that is pretty cool. Okay, one thing, <clears throat> one last thing here. They're still doing studies for more drugs that will help people with, uh, with that whole COVID-19 thing. You guys remember the COVID-19 thing going on? This one's weird to me, but I do think it's cool that they're trying stuff. I'm just excited that they're trying it, you know? Uh, from nature.com, they have now found a common antidepressant that has slashed the risk of COVID death, Okay. So sad hmm. about sad about COVID. Hey, I got the medicine for you. You got the you got the pill. So I'll tell you the non-white pill part, is which a is a um, legit white pill. Like this is a literal, <laughs> it's an actual white. This pill. is a literal yeah. white pill. <laughs> I don't remember what color the pills were, but this might be a this might be a white pill. I will say the you know the SSRI thing. Uh, I, I'm not going to recommend getting on SSRIs to try and stop yourself from getting COVID. You know, that's not the recommendation that I'm making right now because those are very hard to start and stop for sure. There can be side effects that could be worse than COVID for a lot of people. But I do like that they are constantly doing these tests. Maybe they'll do some someday with something called Schmeiberschmechten and that they'll find that it actually has some good properties. And what they're finding from this, by the way, before I even get into the article, and I noticed this with some other stuff too, that it is the anti-inflammatory properties of the medication that they think are helping which makes me just want to take some ibuprofen every day, something like that, just some kind of anti-inflammatory. They also were finding that common anti-inflammatories were shown to be able to reverse uh, like Alzheimer's in mice in some studies. That was the story that we almost put in here today. Just simple stuff like anti-inflammatories. I think that's cool. A cheap, widely available drug used to treat mental illness cuts both the risk of death from COVID-19 and the need for people with the disease to receive intensive medical care. According to clinical trials, the drug called, let's see, fluvoxamine is taken for conditions including depression and OCD, but it's also known to dampen immune responses and temper tissue damage, and researchers credit these properties with a success in a recent trial. Among study participants who took the drug as directed and did so in the early stages of the disease, COVID-19-related deaths fell by roughly 90%, and the need for intensive COVID-19-related medical care fell by 65%. The deaths dropped by roughly 90%. That's pretty cool. So they said a major victory for drug repurposing. That's from Emory University School of Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia, who studies drug repurposing. This is cool because this is a drug that costs about $4 for a bottle of it, a, I think. A whole bottle. A 10-day course, sorry, $4. 10-day course, hmm. 4 bucks. So that is different from what the Molnupiravir from Merck 
is costing currently, which I'm sure if the government were going to buy a bunch of this for everyone, that it would end up costing 400 bucks. But we'll talk about that tomorrow, not today, but $4. And so they're saying that this can be used uh, widely around different countries. I'll let them be the judge of whether or not it's a good idea to put people on SSRIs for a short amount of time. I don't know how long it takes for all the other properties to kick in, but at least you'll be fighting off COVID and feel pretty good about it at the same time. Yep. You know, that's good. And so the good part about this is they keep testing these drugs and finding that they are reducing the risk of death from COVID. Number one, that's good because less people would die. So that's good. Number two, we're upset about the vaccine mandates. Um, most of them. Uh, we're, ups- we're upset about the vaccine mandates. <laughs> that was a joke, just so everyone knows. And as we continue to find more and more drugs that reduce the risk of death, maybe we don't have to worry about taking four vaccines a year for, for COVID. Maybe we just have these drugs that reduce the risk of death by 90% or cut down the risk of anything bad by 65% and they're super cheap. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, you could take those and we won't have this massive vaccine regime that is popping up right now. We can shake and say, Hey, there's like 15 other things I can take for this. Yeah. You know, right now there's like two. And if we had more people willing to stick to principles, yeah, (laughs) you know, we could, we wouldn't have these government mandates to begin with. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. Um, so that, listen, we're already at, uh, you know, we're at about 40 minutes right now. We talked for a little bit beforehand. So those are the good bleeps. I do think that the election results in Virginia are the best uh, white pills because the last year has been kind of crazy. The year before that was kind of crazy too. The last year seems like it's gotten really, really crazy. And I do think that focusing sometimes on these more local statewide elections, you could actually slow down some of the craziness that is going on out there. It is much different to live in California or in New York City than it is to even live in Nashville. I want to mention I want to mention one other white pill that we don't have on here mm-hmm. because it's something I've been looking into pretty heavily the last couple of weeks. Oh, I got that video too, that hilarious <clears throat> video I got to play. Oh yeah, we'll play that afterwards. But yep. um, if you guys, uh, and maybe we can talk more in depth about this some other time, but if you aren't looking into um, all the new technologies that are going around on blockchain and all those different types of things. Elon Musk alluded to it with open source accounting when he said he would donate the $6 billion. Um, Despite all the terrible things that are going on, there are people that are developing absolutely astonishing, amazing things out there. Mm -hmm. And the more I dive into um, all of this stuff, because I, I, I obviously we're going that way. So I've been looking at W3 and, and solidity and truffle and all those different Dan Dan would understand um, from a coding technology perspective. um, People are taking back what, uh, what society not well, what governments have done. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're mad about the banking system, you know, and this is the thing about sticking to principles. All right. Okay. Okay. You're mad about the banking system. Well, what do you do about it? Well, create another crypto, create, create another currency, and it be such a good idea that the market responds to it by buying into it and not just buying into it, but now it's been solid over 10 years now where it has massive amounts of, of, of value and it's so big that governments can't do anything about it now. That's, and that's the kind of disruption that needs to happen. And I think that these are amazing things as we look at the world 
most of the time from a bleak, pessimistic perspective. What's cool about White Pill Wednesdays is you can look at those types of things that are going around, um, like like Solana and NFTs and the metaverse and all these different types of things that people are creating. Um, that is a really big middle finger to the establishment and and controlling us because having open source um, blockchain data points where people can uh, can where they can transact not only safely but openly to where it's it's much more difficult if not impossible to pull to pull the wolf. The, the wolf head over the sheep. Pull the wolf head over the sheep's, the sheep's stomach. The sheep's stomach. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what I've always heard. Exactly. I think that blockchain technology itself is is going to be a just a complete life changer. It doesn't even have to be Bitcoin. I think the whole technology, the whole system is going to be amazing. And I don't think we have any idea what it's going to do yet. There's going to be so no. many, there's so many applications for this that we just don't even know about yet, uh, that we are at the beginning of something that is really cool. And you were saying that the governments uh, couldn't do anything about it. You know, I think they're going to try to do stuff with the cryptocurrencies. I also, if I'm going to white pill myself on this, it might be so big and so popular that they might not be able to do anything about it because they'd be afraid of losing their jobs if a bunch of people came in, if the government came in and destroyed the Bitcoin market in the U.S. They would be very unpopular with a lot of people who might normally lean left on things if they came in and started telling people they couldn't buy Bitcoin or couldn't use Bitcoin or couldn't trade it. They destroyed the prices and took away a bunch of people's earnings that they had made off of Bitcoin and everything. It might actually have grown so big and so fast that they won't actually be able to do anything about it. We'll see. Um, I'm going to play this video because I just Well, think about it. It's like they can't even break. You can't even get into your own wallet if you forget the password. Yeah. By the way, there's a guy. <laughs> there's a guy out there right now who's got about $200 million worth of Bitcoin and can't remember his password. There's, and he only has like two attempts left. And there's no one there to unbreak it for him, by the way. <laughs> that kind of sucks. There's no back door. Okay. So if he... If he gets, um, if he misguesses two more times, then it's gone forever. Isn't there a guy that's got so, a couple billion in Shiba coin right now that it's a wallet that hasn't been opened in like two years? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's, it's a hundred eighty days, something like that. It's a, it's um, uh, that would it'd be cool to someday open up your wallet and like, oh, hey, it's, you know, we don't have to worry about money no more. And he was like, good, one less thing. One you less know? thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got me invested in some kind of dog company. But I Sheba. just think, I think that's kind of, those kind of things are cool because I, you know, I was talking to live group a little bit in here because I get, you know, for, I get the whole vaccine mandate. I really do. And I'm not trying to not be empathetic because, you know, I, I think vaccine mandates are wrong. And I think companies that mandate them outside of government mandates are wrong too, that they shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the answer, the answer is not to use the government to force other people to do what we want them to do. That's not the answer. The answer is to look into other ways that we can solve this problem by adhering to the principles like like Zillow being taken down by the market, like blockchain technology, big middle finger to the banks and everybody else. Like, I mean, look into uh, this complete D, uh, DeFi network decentralized finance, all these things, even, 
even uh, companies competing with each other, like Solana's competing with Ethereum because Ethereum's gas fees are so high. If you know what any of that means, I don't know. What, uh, no. So when you try to when you transact on the Ethereum blockchain, there's a, uh, a lot of fees associated. And right now, um, there's a lot of transactions going on. Since because gas are, prices are so high, the fees. Well, they call them gas fees. The fees are really high. So then you have a company like. Uh, Solana or a cryptocurrency like Solana that's competing with Ethereum. Um, so they're all setting up their own blockchain networks and all these things that we have no idea the problems they could solve. And so I challenge everyone to put on their critical thinking hats um, and just think about like, okay, what could, what could we do? Like what's, what's the personal responsibility that I could take um, and what can I do in, in my own home or my little community that can make the world a better place without, without having to compromise on principles? I think that's the most important thing. And if, if we can get enough people to believe in that, then I believe we can make a massive difference. My biggest problem with that is I just don't understand what the heck a blockchain is. We don't have I've to. There's all, kinds, before, you know? there's all kinds of other things that people haven't thought of. Yeah. You know? I'll go think. I'll go figure it out right now if you want to. Go right after it. this episode, I'm going to spreadsheet the hell out of this. That's thing. right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. Oh, I forgot to save those spreadsheets, man. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play this. Um, I'm going to play this video real quick. Listen, this has nothing to do with politics at all. I just thought this video was cool, and I wanted to show it to everyone because I thought it was hilarious. Okay, you might have already seen it. I like to end on a laugh. <laughs> I just think it's not even. It's like it's cute. It's just a cute video that's happening right here. Maybe you saw, this is on Halloween. This kid going around getting some Halloween candy, riding this big truck. Watch. I mean, this is just amazing. I'm going to, so there's no sound. I don't think there's any sound on this, but you'll, uh, you want to see it if you're in the live group. Let's show what's on the video. Watch this here, Chuck. I'm going to see Parker doing this someday. <laughs> what do he say? <laughs> I just thought Play I don't know. I just thought I was just cracking up at that. This kid uh, it again. brings his little truck up there. What are those things called? They used to have one of those uh, those big wheel things. Power power wheels. I don't know what that thing is. Yeah, it just drives it up and when he gets the candy <laughs> I like the little skid stop right there. He just grabs like one piece of candy out of the bucket. There's just a full bucket of candy right there. Jumps out. He's got this thing figured out. <laughs> I just love watching him start start and stop driving in that thing. He backs up, makes a nice little turnaround right there. Oh, he kind of hit the curb a little bit. He could have been drinking. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> that so, was great. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty hilarious. So I'm going to end on a... End on a good note. End on a funny note. End on a funny note. Enough of this mandate nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't. It just doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> thousands and millions of people losing their jobs. It just doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> it's, 
You know, it's not as big a deal as kids getting what candy in their power wheels. And just, I wonder if his parents were close by. If not, that's a super safe neighborhood. Just like, all right, have fun, trick or treating. Yeah, kid, exactly. see you later. Don't get hit by a car. <laughs> Don't make sure that you signal when you turn. Yeah. Uh, all right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, which I know that you did because it was full of fantastic news, then please hit that uh, plus sign on your Apple Podcast app or follow on Spotify. And, or anywhere else you listen. Just make sure you're subscribed to the show so you get an episode directly to your favorite listening device whenever we want to, which is typically every day of the week. That's that's the typical, that's the norm. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. We got a lot of holidays coming up. No idea. Nate's taking a sabbatical, I think. <laughs> so we'll have to see what's going on there. Um, you know, he's been wearing cowboy hats now and stuff. So that's I'm clearly wild. losing my mind, losing his hair, <laughs> his beard's growing out. <laughs> but the next time you see him, it's going to, it's going to be a few inches long. I asked my wife yesterday, when people see me, would they think of me as beardy or baldy? <laughs> and she said, baldy. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, dang it. I need to grow out the beard. Yeah. Then. I got to keep going with the beard. That's right. So whatever takes the focus off my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sign up and uh, sign up also on goodmorningliberty.locals.com so you can see Nate's transformation. <laughs> Are you? Tra- he's transitioning. Yeah. yeah. Watch Nate's transitioning live. <laughs> goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Except I don't, what are you transitioning into? A cancer patient? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, um, anyway, come find hair, out. Hair fluid transition. Exactly. Uh, just whichever way. Come find out. Goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe with uh, some libertarians, Republicans, Democrats, and the children. Yeah. If you guys do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Bada boom, bada bing.